Hello and welcome to the BG Podcast. My name is AJ Bingham, CEO of Bingham Group. And we have returning guest Nicole Conley on the show today. Welcome back, Nicole. Hello. Good afternoon. It's a pleasure to be back. I know I think last time we spoke, and that was several, several months ago, pre-COVID. I remember we did, we did it at your office. Uh, but you're most recently CFO for the Austin Independent School District. And over the summer, I think in late August, you left the district and are now in private sector with investment banking. And I want to want to talk about that because I think particularly the bank you're with, the firm you're with, it's really compelling story uh, and historic history rather, and uh, I want to showcase it. So with that, I want to let you introduce yourself and talk about the bank, uh, Siebert, Williams and & Shank and & Company, LLC. Awesome. Thank you so much. Um, like you said, AJ, um, this bank that I'm working for, it just, it actually, it just satisfies my passion in terms of working in finance in an area that's not always blazed by women and particularly women of color. Um, Siebert Williams and Shanks, um, the history is so robust, it's so impressive. It was started and actually founded um, by Muriel Siebert and Suzanne Shanks. Muriel Siebert is considered the first woman of Wall Street. Um, she was sort of the first woman to hold a seat on the New York Stock Exchange. Um, she went to sort of nine different buyers before sort of one accepted her proposal to accept her, give her a seat on the stock exchange. And um, the firm has been on an upward, tra upward trajectory since then. Um, Muriel is a Caucasian woman. See, um, Suzanne Shanks, African-American. Um, Muriel has since passed, but Suzanne has sort of taken the company and um, really, you know, taking it to new heights. Um, most recently, um, they've brought on partners, Henry Cineros, and Henry is part of the team that recruited me to come on to Siebert um, because he wanted to see, he wanted me to sort of set an example in Texas to really show women of color that they can play on Wall Street. Um, the company has issued over nearly $4 trillion in bonds. Um, we recently partnered with Williams Capital, who was sort of the number one um, African-American um, firm on the corporate side who sort of issues bonds and debts for companies. Um, and for most people who don't know, entities, meaning governmental and, and corporate, they issue bonds or issue equity in their companies in order to raise capital so that they're fully functioning. I know a lot of us have heard of IPOs, you know, companies coming out with IPOs, um, a lot of technology firms, um, you know, people invest in them with the hopes that they're going to be lucrative um, down, you know, in, in the future. Um, and so we basically help companies and governments raise capital. Governments do it to build bridges, schools, um, tunnels, everything, you name it, any governmental infrastructure, they usually have to issue bonds to raise that capital. And I'm part of this firm who is the number one um, woman minority owned um, investment bank. Uh, we're, we're one of the few that sort of reached the top 10 list on for issuing municipal bonds. Um, so I'm proud to sort of be part of a firm that sort of satisfies my passion of trailblazing and showing and inspiring young women of color that they can do this work. It's non-traditional. Um, finance, it, you know, it's, it's, it's really difficult for women to sort of break in. Um, but this firm is unapologetically um, woman, you know, my minority centered. Um, they hire the greatest in the industry to show and demonstrate that there's exceptional performance. Um, and so um, I'm really proud to be a part of it. And I'm really hopeful and um, things have been going well so far that I can show Texas 
that um, minority and women firms are sort of where you need to be and we need we can carry this work and we can perform well in the market and um, I really love the fact that I have young girls come up to me and ask me how did I get started in finance what does this really mean um, it really it really makes me feel like I'm building on sort of a legacy of success for young women who who want to step into this industry. Well said. And I actually mentioned too, you're managing, managing director for Central Texas. Um, and your particular background, I know your bank, you know, on the corporate services side and on the public finance side, your your particular background was school finance, right? I know you've worked previous from both sides of Austin, you've worked in major metros in Atlanta, or major metros including Atlanta, New York, and New York. In um, DC. In DC public schools. Pardon me, in DC as well. And I know that's a focus for you coming in to find source those kind of deals, but Broadly, too, we look at this in our region as it's, you know, as much as it's growing, we had the passage of Prop A, um, the uh, Project Connect last or recently in November, a $7.6 billion bond initiative. Um, you know, there's a lot of work to be done that in. And where, you know, what kind of deals are you looking for on the school finance side and also broadly for, your, for the firm? Well, you know, I'm, I'm here building out sort of the central Texas representation of the firm. So I'll be handling the Austin metro area, any sort of central Texas cities. Um, I'm not just K-12, although I'm a K-12 specialist. Obviously, that's where my relationships are. Um, that's what I know. I've issued nearly three and a half billion dollars worth of bonds just being from from the issuer side, from representing a school district looking for the most cost-effective ways that the school can build finance school projects, right? I mean, whenever, you know, any entity, any government, they're always going to want to borrow cash at the sort of lowest rates possible so that we can save taxpayers dollars. Um, and I've done that a lot of times, and I, I know what it means, and I know what governments are looking for in terms of performance and how they, um, what the um, expectations they have in order to satisfy taxpayer responsibility. Um, and so I'm going to be sort of applying that same principle, but on the side that actually sells the debt to investors, really galvanizing investors to say, hey, these are worthwhile investments. Um, there's little risk of default. I mean, in governments, we typically pay, we represent high quality paper in the market. And so I'm going to be- that, real quick, What does that mean for those just as a I, I have a general idea about commercial paper just from law school. Yeah. Uh, one close on it, but what does that mean for average Joe, Jane in the street? Average Joe means we are good return for investors, low risk in terms of investing your money and not getting your proceeds back. So risk of default. And so um, that lowest the interest payments that on the issuer side and what you will pay as a taxpayer, you want your, your city government to be borrowing at the lowest rates. But at the same time, you want to be able to attract investors, right? We always say that, you know, in Austin, right, when we go out to market, we're often sort of the bell of the ball, right? We are the first one, high quality investors sort of um, go after us because we know that they, they know that our debt carries well and they can always sell the debt in the secondary market. So there's, so when you're sort of the, creme de la creme in terms of being able to borrow at the best. Um, Austin represents that. Texas is a good market. It's, um, you know, it, for like California and others who are looking for tax-free, you know, federally um, tax-free ways to invest their dollars. 
um, we represent a really good marketplace to invest their, their monies so that we can finance our needs here in Texas. And so I'm gonna be growing the market space. I'm gonna be working with our entities here, like the city of Austin, which we've already had some deals with, um, the county, Pflugerville, Cap Metro, um, and, and hopefully um, as sort of the city makes progress in, in, in raising capital to implement the new Project Connect plan, um, we would love to help support the, those deals. And what we do is basically make sure that we underwrite these, these bonds. We say, yes, it's a great high quality investment investors. And our sales desk, they go to town and find worthy investors um, to match up, to provide the cash um, at a cost-effective borrowing rate so taxpayers um, don't end up with sort of um, a high debt, but also um, facing high interest costs. Um, now is the time, right? Interest rates are at all historical lows. It's really cheap to borrow. Um, and investors are being, because it's because there's so much play in the market, investors are seeking really higher quality investments. They have the, the capacity to be very distinguished in who they select um, in terms of how they invest their dollars. Um, so you really want to have a firm that's representing you that um, has, who represents, you know, folks that can create the best deals. You want a sales desk that has those relationships with investors, knowing what they want, knowing how do you sort of meet, meet, um, meet needs, match needs on both sides. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I'm going to, I'm going to do it all here in central Texas, um, but definitely hoping to sort of, um, pick up um, potential deals um, on the new Project Connect and, and other, other needs across the, the Central Texas. As are we on Project Connect, I think that's gonna be, uh, I, was, I, was, I was really happy that PASA voted for it and it's, it's great for the, the city and the region and, and, and hopefully for, for all the entities that are looking to work with, with Cab Metro and the city as well. I wanna go back to- Absolutely needed. I mean, like I can't imagine, I mean, we're a bustling Metro city. I mean, you see Austin on the back of taxi cabs in Europe, right? So um, we definitely need um, the right transportation system to support the kind of activity, our growth, to really support our growth. I wanna go back to, to can you talk about your, your career path, I mean, how you got to where you are today, just I think to be helpful and informed too, there, our students who will be listening to this just want to know at least one path to investment banking? Okay, well, you know, it was, so I've always had this sort of fidelity to public service. Um, I mean, I've worked in government for, you know, 25 plus years. I started out working in New York in the city council finance division, developing, doing fiscal analysis for various policy proposals. And so, you know, every time something is considered in terms of a law or a policy change, you really have to really ascertain the fiscal impact. You know, what does it mean to taxpayers? What does it mean to government in terms of costs? And so I would do all this cost analysis. A lot of it was on the revenue side. How do we project a revenue on the taxes? What happens if we change tax rates? Um, so I, I did a lot of revenue projections for the City of New York, um, and then oh, during the Giuliani area uh, era, ironically, um, and and you know, and, and so Rudy Crew, who was a chancellor at that time, and him and Rudy Giuliani were very much um, invested in a lot of infrastructure investments in the city to to strengthen the city and education. And so he recruited me on the education side to do his budget requests and basically get it through all the levels of government that you know find you know it needed to 
um, in order to pass the budget. Um, in New York, the school district's budget's tied to the city budget. And same with DC, actually DC, the school district's budget's tied to the federal budget. So you could imagine yeah. the layers that oh, have to go through yeah. the city council, the board of ed, and the federal government. Mm -hmm. um, so that's how I sort of broke my chops into government. I, you know, I've, I always thought education, kind of like, like um, Colin Powell said, it's about saving lives. If I didn't have a good education, my life would have taken a very different trajectory. I was bust out of my um, neighborhood my entire educational life um, because, you know, um, I had teachers uh, that wanted me to access programming outside of my neighborhood. Um, and, but I had one teacher see something in me that I never saw myself. You know, my mom was always working. I come from a single parent home. So it's not like she was really, she couldn't really help me design my, my future, my education, my career pathway. Um, so I was very much reliant upon the school system to really help me shape my future. And um, a teacher saw something in me that I never saw for myself and put me in these programs. I was bust out of my school. Then I ended up in college. You know, friends paid for my college application. Um, thank you, parents who paid for my college apps. And I got into undergrad and um, then I started developing this interest in public finance and how do I how do I create more resources for school systems who are struggling to serve all kids? How do I make sure kids like me have a way a path towards college and that they're getting the best education possible so they can be successful in college? Because I can tell you there was a few times I almost didn't make it. Mm -hmm. That would be like the one African American kid in a 500 person class and the, the the professor told me i didn't belong there or you know i'm walking across the college and people are clutching their purchase purses and parents um you know i had literally had people come up to me saying this is the first time i've physically ever seen a black person before where'd you, you, know? where'd you go again university of colorado boulder it's a great oh, school, fair enough yeah. but i went 100 years ago so yeah. You know, they weren't used to seeing folks like me outside of the football team. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, so those parent visits were, you know, I was confronted with, um, you, know, I, I, you know, racism coupled with um, people who just didn't know any better. I'm convinced that the way we end racism is that we have more personal relationships with people, that we connect more. Um, it's easy to fear what you don't know and what you don't understand. And if you're not breaking bread with each other, if you don't have personal relationships, some of my best friends in life, you know, Caucasian, but it's because we went through things in our lives together, divorces, children, um, struggling economically or college. It's because we've seen each other in our most strongest times and our vulnerable times. We've developed this authentic love for each other. And I, and, and so my my, um, I would say what multicultural, I pride myself on the fact that I have relationships with a lot of different people who are very um, different than me. Um, but I feel like that is because we've been able to learn each other as humans. And because people are acting inhumane is when we have the horrible stories that we have today. Now, but for any young woman that wants, and I tell you, know, I was over at um, Ann Richards School. I love Ann Richards young women. They are so amazing. I feel like they're like my tribe of girls who really understand. I mean, they're ready to pioneer these new industries. Um, but you know, really, I always tell them 
the battle starts inside your mind, right? Every time you tell yourself that you can't, you're not good in math, there's no way you could be successful, there's, they're not gonna take you seriously. It is that self-doubt is that's the biggest debilitating factor than sort of stepping into this world. I can tell you that I did go through some emotional challenges in transitioning from government from AISD into investment banking. I you know, questioned whether or not I could pull it off, but three weeks into the job and I'm doing things that no one's ever done before, you know? And, um, and so again, that doubt sort of reared its ugly head, you know? And it took me a while to feel secure about the confidence in my abilities you kind of get beat down as a women we're told you know, women we're constantly being reinforced that we don't know enough or we have to be perfectionists in order to get in there um and 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 sometimes we know exactly what we need to know we are enough and we can step in and do these jobs with amazing results and i think people are recognizing that if you look at the portfolios that women manage on the investment side they typically outperform their male peers i'm just saying Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and so if you want to get into this field, one, eliminate any kind of self-doubt, and then two, just go for it. Don't think that you have to be excellent in math, because it's a combination of math skills, work ethic, and strong confidence um, that really gets you over, the, over to sort of in, to realize success. Very good. And I have, on that note, too, I know we talked about this uh, setting up the show. Your firm, the firm partners have created an, initi an initiative for investing in minority owned, or I guess minority founded companies or owned companies, correct? Yes. And they created about that, and that program, and I will put some, we'll put information about how the folks who are, who are interested can access to know more about qualifications for it. But can you give an overview of what that is? Yes, it was an idea that was born out of the partners of our firm, um, Suzanne Shanks, who's fantastic. I mean, like I've never, I mean, she's, you know, she trailblazes. She's incredibly smart. She was like reading at the age of like two or three or something like that. Um, and then the Henry Scenarios, who's the first Mexican-American mayor of San Antonio right here in Central Texas. Y'all didn't know he was like a partner in this amazing firm. Um, and then, you know, Gary Hall, who's fantastic in and of his own right. They felt like it's important for them as, um, you know, people who have pioneered investment banking um, to set up a, a fund for minority firms um, or minority businesses. So if you are a business of color, you're trying to figure out how do you get some capital? How do you get started? How do you kickstart your business? We have a fund that we've set up, um, that the partners have set up that they um, have are, are giving um, companies access to in order to sort of scale um, businesses of color. I, I love the fact that Siebert Williams Shanks and Company is um, so diverse ethnically. You know, we've got not only are we black owned, but we're Mexican American owned. And so a lot of our challenges um, systemically are the same, right? You know, they, they always try to sort of polarize us, but really it's access to capital, the ability to grow our companies, um, I've met so many students who who see their parents working so hard and they're like, well, how do I set up something to capitalize on that? How can they be the owners of their own future? How do how can we be architects of our lives? And a lot of times it's that we don't have rich family that we can borrow from. We don't inherit legacies, you know, hundreds, 
of years worth of finances and capital have not been handed down to us because it's actually been taken from us in many ways. And so, um, so we've, we've got brown, you know, brown communities, black and brown communities. I don't know if that's an internet. I don't know what the, but who. It's, good. it's still have, <laughs> great. Yeah. I mean, they all, we, we need capital. We mm -hmm. have great talent and we all know talent is equally distributed, but opportunities are not. And so they've created this fund to make sure that money isn't an issue for companies that are getting started who really need some, some dollars to really start growing. And so if any businesses are interested in accessing this fund, um, they can certainly reach out to me. I'll put you in touch with our partners. Um, there's some information on, on our website, but they really do want to sort of support and fuel um, the opportunities, expand opportunities for um, you know, blacks and, um, and brown um, businesses of color. Cause you know, like, what is it? Less than 2% go to women and businesses of color of sort of venture capital. You see all these billions of dollars being generated and valued, all these companies going out and um, for ideas that, you know, we probably have, but we just don't know who to talk to. We didn't go to the right schools. We don't have the right connections to get these things funded. Um, and so we are putting it out there that this firm who owes, who is prides itself on being part, um, on being minority owned, um, has put together some resources to make sure that everyone has the opportunities to grow their ideas. Great, we'll put information about that in the show notes. I'm sure there are some early, you know, kind of uh, fielding qualifications for folks who want to pursue that, but uh, intriguing and compelling nonetheless. And well, I think it just really depends on how many um, businesses step up. I mean, the fund, you know, has so much in it. Um, I don't have the final numbers. It's like growing every day. But um, if you, you know, if you have a company and you've, you, you really want to get it started, it doesn't matter where you're at. But if you think you can go next level, um, reach out to Siebert. I'm, I'm on LinkedIn. Gary Hall's on LinkedIn. We can all sort of make it work. Great. We'll put that, you know, put that information in the show notes. Uh, well, Nicole, I thank you for your time. Uh, it's been, it was always great talking, always great seeing you. And Nicole Conley is the managing director of Siebert Williams Shank Company, LLC. Uh, we wish you well on growing the, growing the firm. And oh, also too, are y'all hiring? I know you're, you're the first hire for this region, but I'm assuming- Yes, like I'm the first hire for this region. And yes, it's, uh, we're going to be hiring. We're still hiring. I did get, um, I'm trying to get, I got one woman added to the team. Um, and we are going to be hiring more. Um, and if we do more, we can hire more. I know that Henry's interested in growth in the central Texas. Um, and so um, we're going to be probably offering up opportunities um, in the next few months as we sort of um, get more deals. But I'm hoping to get the deals so it can grow the firm and grow the opportunities for people to sort of um, join such a, a great firm. And just because you know how networking goes, for folks who are maybe so inclined to reach out, even if jobs aren't posted, can they still reach out to you just to talk about what reach maybe- Reach out to me and I'll make sure our partners know. Um, and yeah, we are in co close contact and um, we're always looking for great talent. Excellent. Nicole Connolly is the main director of Siebert Williams Shank and Company LLC. Nicole, thank you for your time. Thank you. And also I want to mention we university work. We're very much a university in healthcare. They issue a lot of bonds and we're trying to grow our expansion there. So if anyone in any of the colleges, UT, like, you know, please, I'm, I'm here for you. Any capital needs.